welcome back to Fika for Life. Yay! Today, our host is Edward Thomas, and my name is Lin Nguyen. And today, we are going to talk about something special, Ed. Aren't we? Yes, we are. We have again our live studio audience. Hey, audience! Woo-hoo! You hear them in the background. <laughs> All fifty thousand of them. Um, we're going to be talking about the as we sort of reflect or introspect upon our lives as being young men. I'm an older man. So you used to be a young man. I used to be a young man. (laughs) Talking to a couple of young men who are actually young men for real. Mm -hmm. So we have Joshua. Yes. Hey, Joshua. Welcome back. Yeah, hello. (laughs) And we have Mikael from Sweden. Yes. (laughs) They're both young men. So Mikael is 19 and Joshua, you are 21. 21. So they are really young. They are very young. (laughs) They're like babies. I mean, they're they have like diapers on right now. No, they don't. <laughs> Stop it. Don't, don't make them feel uncomfortable. Man. Okay, sorry. What's don't feel uncomfortable. Oh. No, we're friends. We can. I can take it. Exactly. Okay. You know, you know what the old men are. We look at these young men and say like, oh my gosh, back in my day, you know, we would have just slapped you silly. So, how, I don't know. I'm, I'm a young woman, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, how it feels to be a young man, but That's I have good. a young—I have a brother who is a young man. Um, so, how do you guys feel to be a young man in this time and age? Like, do you guys do you feel that there's something, or have you ever thought like, oh man, it's so hard to be a young man nowadays, or it's so hard? Mm. If I were older, or if I were a yes. woman, it would be easier. Ooh. I think it's difficult in the Swedish culture there they don't talk to random people Mm -hmm. then all the people they uh, talk with random people more Mm. so you mean people from other cultures (coughs) talk more yeah other cultures they uh, talk more Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. we depends with the African culture they talk a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) they joke a lot and they can be friends with hundreds of people Uh And uh, all the people in Sweden, they can uh, talk, uh, not a lot, but they uh, can at least talk with random people, but not the new generation. Not mm. the young, me- no. I mean the young, mm. the young they men. Have, <laughs> they have a lot of earphones and uh, look at their cell phone. Okay, okay. Interesting. And it's, for me, it's very difficult to uh, talk with them. And... Uh, but you are one of them who wants to talk with the other young uh, men. Sometimes. Young <laughs> hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. Good. Uh, yeah. I In Canada, I don't know. It might be a little bit different, but I've, I find the same thing. It's like everyone seems self-absorbed in, in mm. whatever they're doing. And in, in some ways, I do wish that it, it would have been cool to grow up in 1980 because mm. technology wasn't... Like, I find technology is so distracting and it's so easy to not be productive whereas like what would have distracted you when you're like i mean maybe i'm sure there's lots of dinosaurs distracted me when i was younger (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but i I think it was different because i when i was in you guys' age so when i was like um at the end of my teens or the starting of my adult life in the 20s um i was like like now i feel like i'm so comfortable with my skin but back then I wasn't as comfortable. And so one of the things I think was the most difficult thing was like, um, when I was in you guys' age, it was really hard for me to talk to women because I felt like, like so I, there was no social media or anything like that, but we still like struggled with, 
you know, um, your body image, being muscular, being tough enough, being a mixture, enough bad boy, but still being a good guy. Um, a good bad boy. Yeah, and, and like back then it was like growing up in the States, so the emphasis was on money. So if you were going to, like it was really important to have a job, to have your own place, have a nice car. And so a lot of my time was spent, you know, either wishing for those things working for those things or acquiring those things uh, where I think that nowadays because like the whole computer game thing so when I was in you guys' age we went to the arcade so you went to a building <laughs> and you put money into a machine like okay you played guys, some games like, yeah, so people they said used to pay money to play games you put money <laughs> and, it would, and if you weren't were that good at the games you had to spend more money to keep playing and stuff like that and then Atari came out, and then you know Commodore sixty four and stuff, and and now young men are sitting at home, Instead isolated, of going somewhere. Yeah, they don't go up. anywhere. They don't exactly because yeah. that that fellowship thing. So if you wanted to get together with your guy friends, you had to do something, had to go there and meet them, and now you don't have to. So for me, I think that might be a, a difference, maybe between then and my now. generation and, and, and now. Yeah, and well, it's really interesting because when. So when I was like 16, then like I got my first phone, but it was like a hand-me-down from like all my older brothers. Oh. And it was Yay. one of those slide well, like, phones. Yeah. Wait, like a, it was like a mobile phone? Yeah. yeah. When you were 16, you had a mobile phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, he's young. Okay, so. but yes. the, it was like one of those slide phones. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was kind of a piece, like it was not yeah. very good, but it worked for what I needed it for. Right. And I actually really like that because you don't, like it's just like you can use it to text people and, and then you right. phone like yeah. for Too work cold. and whatever. Yeah. And then I, I, I always said I'm never going to get a, smartphone. N- a massive <laughs> smartphone and then like look at like he got a smartphone. <laughs> and the thing is, go. welcome to the club. Like I always thought that, oh, I won't get I won't get distracted yeah. by that. And now it's like it's yeah. actually when really bad. Do, and I'm someone like I would say I'm someone who's on the the side of preferring to not be on social media or, yeah. and, and I still struggle with wow. mm. not being distracted. Okay. And I don't use, like, I don't have Facebook. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Snapchat. I really? don't have, and I don't have any of that. No judgment. I'm not judging <laughs> you, Kate, <Okay>, man. But <laughs> just imagine, so I'm getting distracted and I don't have any social media. Wow. Yeah. So, so I, I don't get distracted. I just don't What about you, Michael? I have a lot of social media because <laughs> my friends want these all these kinds of mm. uh, social media mm-hmm. but don't i don't use it so very often mm. i just uh, shake on them very fast mm-hmm. and then uh, if i go into talk with someone i uh, send a message can we uh, meet. Yeah. meet in the city mm. or somewhere mm. but how old were you when you first got your first telephone I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> See, so. He was born with a cell phone in his hand. He just came out. There you go. No, I have ADD, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very easy to forget things. <laughs> just forget things. Yeah, me yeah. too. But you know... I, I was over 30. Yeah, but because <laughs> you were born in a different time no, and but, age. Uh, but when I lived in the States, like cell phones were like, they were still big and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so also I moved to Sweden. When I moved to Sweden, that's when I got my first computer. Oh, wow. That's when I got my first... <laughs> I, that was in 1996 I moved here and that's when I in 97 was when I got my first computer in 97 98 was when I got my first Nokia cell phone or mm-hmm. maybe it was an Ericsson uh, so that it was uh, it was like wow I've been living in the 
future. So you guys think that the the difference, or if I summarize it, the difference in your time and now is technology that it somehow, well, it always claims to connect people. Yeah. Um, but but it disconnects them, I think. And it, it, it seems to it disconnect, disconnect them. Yeah. Yeah. But I it mean, con- it's connected, but not really. Yeah. And I wonder if it does it to younger people, because like my my father-in-law, he's seventy-five, mm-hmm. and he like Skypes and everything, but he's like he's not obsessed with it. Like he hardly uses all the apps. He doesn't even need a doesn't that even many know. apps. No, <laughs> it's like a few apps, and he's like to- totally content with that. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more than him, but way less than people you guys' generation. So I'm wondering that if this if this is technology. It's more of a trap for the younger generation because you guys never grew up without it. Yeah, yeah. But well, my father-in-law, mm. he uses more than me. He uses like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all of the stuff. Wow. And yeah. I would say my mom is actually better on the computer than I am mm-hmm. because she she worked <laughs> like in in secretary stuff like in 1989 mm. or whatever, and she okay. had it like yeah. she was working on a computer. Mm-hmm. like at home yeah. and then like they could send oh, wow. it like, like it was like high tech when <laughs> she got it oh my gosh that, that was, and like they had yeah so she's specific. like a faster typer she knows yeah. how to like if there's do viruses things. and crap yeah. like she knows how to deal with that better than i do but wow. the thing is i don't want to learn because i don't care <laughs> okay I, I wish like i wish i was a hacker because when i was growing up in the, in the 70s and 80s hackers were cool uh, They're still cool though. <laughs> yeah, nowadays. you are, but now they do so many destructive things. I want to, I want to bring in something else also mm. because I have a little brother and he is twenty. He turns twenty-one this year, um, and he he went out to, to university mm. and he found a really good group in the sense of like a, a brotherhood almost. Yeah. Like it's a student thingy, almost like a fraternity, and they're those guys. They do obviously dumb stuff together, what young mm. men do sometimes, mm. do dumb stuff, <laughs> stuff together. Uh, but they also That's have this do. kind of system where you have like an older brother, yeah. like they call him your beer father in German, okay. like beer father. So Ooh. he is a guy. <laughs> so that's a guy father. like kind of your mentor. So he looks out for you. And when my mom got like um, diagnosed with cancer, mm. my brother was like obviously really devastated. And he talked to him and talked to his friends and his uh, beer father his mentor he told him, like you know it's really admirable that you are so open with this and you can talk about it and and all the issues that come up and i i was wow. so proud of him because he's like he's 20 yeah. and he can deal with it like an yeah. adult yeah. um so i i don't know what do you guys think do you do you mm. guys feel that you have some kind of like guys around you that support you like that that give you good advice mm. that that i don't know encourage you somehow I would say like I have a like at university at home I have like a small group of probably like three or four guys and then like my uh, the house where I live is like a Christian yeah. house so it's we rent from like some random dude but yeah. we maintain that like the, the goal Jesus. is yeah. the goal is to make it a, a, a Christian like a faith home yeah doesn't matter if you're like Pentecostal or Christian or Muslim mm. or it's like a it's a faith home yeah okay. and it was they want to sustain that. So I have like a really good group there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I would say that they've been very supportive. Like mm. I've had some issues at home that I've had to dealt with, deal mm. with at university. Yeah. And they've been really good to just wow. like rant. Cool. Like sometimes you just got to rant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they've been good ranting yeah. people yeah. and they, they bring different perspective. One of them is, is uh, originally from Africa and yeah. he's uh, in med schools. He's got a lot of like okay. good life experience. The yeah. other one is, was raised Christian, but he is like very 
he's very open and he's he's perceptive. I don't know, but yes, I do have I have good support yeah. mm. groups. I would say, okay. and it's interesting because I think the people that I hang out with mm. are the people that don't have so are the same people that like they don't have any sort of social support. media. Okay, oh, yeah. no Sorry, no social yeah, media. Yeah, so wow. The guys in your so house. I connect with yeah, the yeah, people yeah. that yeah. that they're similar to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Michael? I have a friend that I used to call him uh we used to uh, talk with each other once a week mm-hmm. and then uh, we can talk about everything and he talk a lot <laughs> <laughs> so, and i don't talk so much yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, if i have any quest- question about god then i go to someone elder mm-hmm. uh, i have a, a friend who is home group leader mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, he used to ask me a lot of questions about God. How do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. And I can always talk about my dreams, my future of dreams. I want mm. God to use me for. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, he helped me and uh, he understand me. Mm. And, uh, yeah, say a good stuff mm. to me. Mm. When, I, when I was younger, I had a, uh, my high school group at church, a mm-hmm. Chinese Bible church. And uh, I know it's really funny because I was a black guy who went to Chinese Bible Church. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, but I remember like the counselors, the youth leaders, were always there for us. Um, and I think it like it was hard for me to open up to men, so I didn't have a lot of male friends growing up, mm-hmm. mostly female friends. But moving to Sweden, one of the positive things has been an in- increase in the amount of male friends. And now that I'm a lot older, I find it really important as an older man to want to be a mentor for younger men. So I think that that you know, encouraging good, positive um, male friendship and manliness um, is really important. I think that as an older man, one of my responsibilities is actually to be a role model, to be an encourager, and to be something that young men can talk to and can learn, both not to be stupid like I was and make my mistakes, but also to impart some of my life experiences because I think when I was in you guys' age, um, sometimes there were just things I just bumped into and I didn't, you know, I had a, a mom who raised me. She was a single mom, but you know, there's just certain things you can't talk to your mom about. You don't want to it, talk. I, to I mean, I went to puberty when I was 18. That's late. So I was like, I was really late. Like I was first soprano until I was 18 years old, and then when I turned 18, my voice just like, I went from first soprano singing in the choir, and I dropped down to alto and then to tenor, and it was like, and no one believed me because I was so late. I had no hair on my, I didn't have hair on my face until I was over 35. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so just imagine. So we're we're doing pretty good then. Yeah, yeah you guys, <laughs> you, you guys, guys are long ahead of me. But what happened was there were things like so you know puberty and the dreams and stuff like that, and I needed someone to talk to, and I had no one to talk to, and it, and I've always felt that throughout my life I really needed to have other men, not just in my own age, but men who are a lot older than I am and more experienced. And now that I'm here, I have a, a group of older men. Who I can reach out to, like I need mentoring, even as you know I'm over fifty. Uh, but I definitely need mentoring when I was in my twenties. It just because you do stupid things, you hang out with your guy friends, and told you young men to stupid. You get sometimes. you get a, a bunch of guys <laughs> together. I mean, guys. Okay, here's an example. <laughs> we get a group of guys, and we're talking about. Someone says, "You know, you can light someone's fart up." So we made. The, <laughs> so we waited till it was dark, and we all ate beans. So we were all really gassy. <laughs> And I remember this flame that shot off in this guy's butt. 
And what happened? Another guy was standing so close, and it burnt his eyebrows off. I thought you only heard about see? it in movies. See, and these guys, all of us, we were like laughing because we all know that that's a funny thing. Like, and all the girls would be like, "That's just so disgusting." There's no see, but that's, that's just like that's like good fun. That's just like that's just good fun. You know, that's not the sketchy kind of stuff you want to avoid. It's just yeah. like. Men just do stupid things, but like that is a, like a stupid thing that every man will understand, well, it's like and it's just who, like that's all. Awesome. My friends who buried me when I was sleeping, they wrapped me because I used to sleep really hard. They wrapped me in silver tape, buried me standing vertically in a hole at the beach, and they would say, "Ed, wake up!" <laughs> and they all stood around waiting to see how I could get out of the hole. They thought it was like really funny because. That's just so dumb. Yeah, but guys, <laughs> part of being a, a young man is actually, it's okay to do stupid things and make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, I've done lots of... <laughs> dumb just, things. <laughs> but but some of that, I mean, you want to avoid the... the like, you don't want to do things that are harmful. So sometimes oh, the male criminal. fellowship could do things like, you know, when it's like uh, oppressing women or catcalling, things like that. You want to avoid that. But that's... And sometimes having an older man to say, listen, now you're being a jerk. Because mm. I think men can talk to men in a different way. And when a woman's talking to a man like that, it sounds you hear like your this. Mom. <laughs> you just be a jerk. What's wrong with that? Are you stupid? <laughs> you just hear like, oh my gosh, it's like mom times ten. <laughs> mom with my sister and my aunt, a little bit of grandmother thrown in there. It's just way too much. I can't take it in. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I think that as an older man, that mentoring is like a really important thing. Like I would love to have a group of young men that I could mentor, um, do things with. Um, Share life experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would like teaching to... Teaching men to cook. I, mean, I used to be a chef. Mm-hmm. So I love teaching men how to cook. Uh, <laughs> I should have known that before. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, it's interesting because I, I found... Um, I think my dad, the keys of... He's a really mm. good dad, but he yeah. was really bad at talking mm. about important things. Mm. So, um, I think it, when he was growing up, it's like taboo to talk about um, sexuality like yeah, that's and especially growing up in a yeah. like a fairly conservative church yeah. it's like that's taboo yeah. that you know you don't talk about, you don't talk about yeah. it and i find that our generation is a lot more open about that yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that's um definitely a, a good thing mm. but i think it's also more of a challenge with technology to stay pure as a man yeah well, and that that's yeah you guys have yeah. a lot i mean and in that way i i would say it's it's uh it's really difficult. And I would say even coming from Canada to Sweden yeah. has been harder for me because oh, it's yeah. a lot, like a, a lot more, more sec- <laughs> a lot more secular. Yeah. Even then, like, yeah. and maybe it's because I, like most of the people I know are Christian yeah. and even in university, whereas right. here it's, you're, you're exposed to a lot mm. of, more, of yeah. yeah, a lot yeah. more. So I would say that's yeah. probably one of the most difficult things. Mm. Yeah. What do you say, Mikkel? What do you think? <coughs> the only thing I have in my mind right now is that my father used to take the whole family to uh, Sarik, where mm. we used to hike mm. in the Swedish Weimark. And uh, he used to make women, uh, girls to be women's, uh, boys to be men. Mm. And then, uh, because we had to take a responsibility to put up the tent right. put off the tent uh, put off uh, put on everything you have to have in your bag mm-hmm. like 25 kilos wow. for the and guys yes and mm-hmm. then you walk 
twenty to thirty kilometers, <laughs> and you walk nice. up on the mountains and yeah. you walk down, and uh, sometimes it could be dangerous because they have uh, a lot of holes in mm-hmm. the mountains, mm-hmm. and you have to look out, mm. and uh, you have your staff so you mm. shake yeah. if it's a hole there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, then uh, you and uh, sometimes it's going bad, and then you just do about the thing, mm. what you have to do to survive. Yeah. So your dad was all about like hands-on, yeah, hands-on mm. teaching, survival skills. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, to uh, uh, you have to do your best, mm. Mm. even if your feet are bleeding. <laughs> wow. 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 Hardcore. You get up there, you climb that mountain, bloody feet or not, you get up there right now, suck on, come on. When I was running 10 kilometers, then I didn't break my record. So I uh, called my brother Mm. and he uh, said, uh, you have to run until your uh, feet are bleeding. If you can't uh, (laughs) run, then you you had to crimple until you made your goal. Wow. Wow. Like, I, I find that interesting because... One thing that I wanted to say too is I find that in the younger generation, the the desire to take responsibility mm. and to be a leader and to work right. hard. Like I, I I find the work ethic in our generation, pardon my French, but it's it's crap. Yeah, it's just crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like crap. And it, I I don't know, and that that kind of frustrates me, and I think that's yeah. part of just like. It, you know, we've been in, in Western culture, it's mm. been very prosperous. Yeah. So with that comes, you know, maybe less need to work. Whereas mm. maybe when you were growing up, it's like you kind of, you, you had to work. You, you had to work. Yeah. And like for me, I started working full time when I was 15 during the summer, Pretty but good. I liked it. Yeah. But then other people, it's like, oh, you know, they don't have a real job till they're like 25 because mm. they had to go to, they wanted to go to university mm. and then they don't know how to work because, you know, university says, like, it's like, Society tries to make us feel like life is not as hard mm. as it is. And then these people get dumped into life and yeah. they, they don't know what to do with it because mm. they're 25 and they've never taken yeah. responsibility in their life. They don't know they don't know how to work. Mm. They don't know how to deal with stress. They don't know how to deal with challenges. And mm. I, I find that... Failure. Yeah, I find yeah. that's that's a big detriment of society mm. now uh, and especially as a man and i think the biggest thing is responsibility because of all the and i'm not saying the feminist movements yeah. are bad but yeah. it's demonized men so much that men don't want to stick out anymore mm. they don't want to take responsibility yeah. because they don't want to get burned yeah well i think that's that so i was born in the 60s so that um early 60s 62 and so what happens is i'm, I'm that that sort of cusp where I don't have the old-fashioned macho from the 50s, but there, there's, there's, there's some kind of transition there. So that I think that one of the things, one of the failures in our, in our mentoring is that there's a group of men that, that lo- no longer feel responsible for the next generation. So there's a disconnect there. And in that disconnect, what happens is that we're not, we're not role models. We're not connected. And what happens is it's sort of left these men with this sort of vacuum. Because who's going to meet the younger generation and be a role model? How do we become a modern man? So now we're talking about reflecting, and, and our time is almost going. So it sounds like we should have another podcast and talk about being a, a modern man. Because one of the things about us as, as modern men is that we, not necessarily you guys, 
but people in my generation, people who are in their late 40s and 50s and 60s, actually need to make friendships with you guys. We need to talk to you guys about the failures, some of the things we regret about life. We need to start building that bridge where, where all of a sudden something, something different happens. There is a way to be a man. You can be, you can be protective and strong without being a jerk. You can, be, you can use your strength for something good, not for something harmful. But as I grew up, I, I knew that men learn by modeling. And so for us, we don't have that connection as most men in men groups, manly groups don't go around and say, oh, you're feeling bad, let me give you a hug, let me come up and... <laughs> That's kind of really not the way it really works. And what happens is though, in that group, that safe space with men, where a man can be vulnerable without feeling like he's losing his man, manliness. And now we have guys who help. So one of the good things about modern men is that they can help out with like more uh, with their children, more with housework and stuff like that. But there, it's, it's sort of this vacuum. And it's women that are defining the role of men as opposed to us older men taking responsibility and still doing the thing that biologically and, and everything else, men need to define this new role of being a man. And it's something, something that's like really important to me as an as a older man. Uh, but I think we should save it for our, our next podcast. If you guys, would you guys be willing to come back and do when, another? When would it be? Oh, in a couple of weeks. But like, I'll, I'll be like, yes. Yes. Yes, so, definitely. So I'll be there. Good, thank you. And so in a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to take up a, a new podcast and we're going to talk about being... Um, modern men about this whole how do we create a culture for men nowadays Mm -hmm. to be responsible men to be reliable men to be caring men to be open men and still be men basically good men yes (laughs) we want to be good men good men good men thank you guys for listening yes and if you have any questions you know Write back to us. Let us know. We're always willing to answer our listeners' questions. Thanks again to our live studio audience. <laughs> and um, Fika for Life, signing out. Hey-do. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again. <laughs>